let's begin at verse 51. When he came into the house, he permitted no one to go in except Peter, James, and John, and the father and the mother of the girl. Now all wept and mourned for her. But he said, do not weep. She is not dead, but sleeping. And they ridiculed him, knowing that she was dead. But he put them all outside. Now notice Jesus put them all outside. And he took her by the hand and and called, saying, Little girl, arise. Then her spirit returned, and she arose. Now, we will get to a small portion of this today. And he commanded that she be given something to eat. That is so important, and that's where we desire to get to today, and we won't get there in depth, but I, I, I want you to notice something. It's just amazing how God used the handmaiden. And I did not have <clears throat> that plan, <clears throat> what I said. But God knew somebody needed to eat that. Because that word will keep you on your journey and fulfilling the will of God. And God know what we should eat. Somebody say amen. amen. We may get there today. That food that he gave out in that prayer. It's the very thing that will sustain you and keep you. We're probably not going to get there, but we're going to try. Prophet, if you take, if you would pray, and if you feel something, say it. God, I love you. I thank you for your presence that I feel here today. We do not want to be put out of your house because of unbelief, God. I pray against it. I pray that you would take your liberty. We know this vessel that stands before us is anointed. You have spoken it many times. Use him however you desire, God. And the man that requested prayer for that woman, pray for that man's body. I speak strength into his spirit, God. For you are a God that cannot fail. Our hope is in you, God. Take your liberty in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Clap your hands if you've been seated. He's here. He's here. There definitely would be a modification of the word today there, Ambassador. So we're going to start at verse 51. I know that's a miracle. Because we've been there for a while, but I make no apologies. I'm just staying where God is having me to minister. Verse 51, when it came, man, I I just, I think I'm going to read it from there. Isn't that nice? Yes, sir. 
I don't want nobody sneaking no popcorn out. This is when he came into the house. He permitted no one to go in except Peter, James, John, and the father and the mother of the girl. I'm telling you, later on in that young girl's life, her father and her mother had a story to tell. And if it wasn't for her father and mother, especially her father, she wouldn't have been alive. I'm telling you, for some of us in here, I just can't get away. The one for your father and your mother and some of the stuff that they have done. You wouldn't be here today. Hallelujah. I'll leave that alone. Somebody's praying, move, Bishop. Don't stay there. All right, I feel you. So... We, we understand, but I want to reinforce this, that according to verse 51, the father and the mother, the father is Jairus, and the Lord is going there because he's answering a prayer that Jairus brought before him, and it doesn't seem, it doesn't matter how impossible it may seem. If you give it to God with a sincere heart and you give it to God in faith and God acknowledge that he's going to respond to that prayer, the only thing God needs you to do is simply believe. I want to know, do I have any believers in the house? It's just simply believe. Hallelujah. I want to say it again. Do I have any believers in the house? Are we going to find out? Because he is a way maker. He is a provider. He is a promise keeper. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. Man will let you down. Man will disappoint you, but not God, friend. That's why in this house, we don't point you to us. Come on, somebody. We point you to God Almighty. God help us. And so I, I want to prove to you, and, and you already know it, but I want to reinforce to you that it was Jairus and how Jairus approached him. And I know it's the same thing, but this is where the Lord would have us to be. Mark 5 and verse 21, the scriptures read that when Jesus had crossed over again, by boat to the other side. A great multitude gathered to him, and he was by the sea. And sometime in reading just a little details, we already know a multitude is a lot of people. The Bible said a great multitude. 
I believe that the Lord spoke in my spirit that the multitude was so big that it would be almost impossible to number the people that was gathered to him. And so it was a great multitude gathered to him, and he was by the sea. God helped me in the Holy Ghost. I heard a, a preacher, and he has been told that he cannot be saying the things that he has said. Oh, boy. And he has been told, he has been wearing to him, he don't know, I know who told him this. He's been told by, oh, God help me, by people high up in positions that, that some that God has ordained, but they run it according to man's structure. And they, they made this statement to him, you cannot say these words. You cannot preach that it would be multitudes. In the words he used, that it would be billions that come to the Lord that are baptized in Jesus' name and that are filled with the Holy Ghost. And that jumped out at me. And this just jumped out at me. Pastor R. Jackson, I don't think, I don't know if you remember when you was teaching, you made this statement how God is preparing some people. You said, you said hundreds and you said thousands and you said Hundreds of thousands, and I'm sitting and listening. When we hear that, when we look at what we have in the house of God today, we don't think that can happen. But the Bible said there was a great multitude that gathered to, to hear him at the sea. And the Lord just quickened my spirit. I feel the Holy Ghost. There's coming a time. There's going to be a great multitude. Yeah, I said thousands and hundreds of thousands that's going to come to the place. They're going to gather to hear the word of God. Oh, my God, I feel the Holy Ghost because Jesus is the only answer for the world today. Woo, I feel the Holy Ghost. And some of us in here, somehow we're going to be a voice. Uh, and we're going to be a part uh, of being the voice of God Almighty uh, that the thousands is going to gather to. Friend, I feel God in this place. Whoa, one, one day, one day, God's going to open a door and allow somebody that's an apostolic, that's in truth, that know how to rightly divide the word of God to allow us to come to the floor of Congress and allow us to pray a prayer. And I'm telling you, I'm prophesying right now. And the spirit of God will begin to move. And even if they don't want to acknowledge God, they're going to know there's a presence that just walked in that place. Man, I'm off track right now. 
Our God is not dead. Somebody hear me. Our God is alive. He rules, Sister Massey, in the kingdom of man. And he's about to sit on his throne. Come on, somebody. He's about to show his power on who he is. I'm telling you, it's coming, man. I, I feel the Holy Ghost. It is coming. They're going to realize only the answer. The answer is in those, in those people that serve Jesus, that know how to pray, that see signs and wonders and miracles. Uh, the answer is in him. Uh, and so whatever I got to do, uh, I got to get to the man. We'll read the next scripture. I'm telling you, I feel it. I feel it. The, I'm telling you, there's some things that have not been planned. But the Lord told me, son, whatever I put in your mind, you don't have to try to reason it. You just speak my counsel to my people. So I want the spirit world to know, you better look out. God is about to establish his kingdom on the earth. I feel the Holy Ghost. If you can be seated, so we'll look at verse 22. Well, we'll find somewhere to jump off. We're going to pray today. Amen. We, we're going to pray. The man of God says something I'm going to get to, and that's probably where we're going to jump off. Verse 22 said, and behold. And you know, out of all the great multitude, and behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue. And we understand that him being a ruler, the word means he was, he was the chief person. He was chief in rank. He was at the top of the spiritual authority. He was the main man. He was the ruler of the synagogue. The synagogue was the house of worship. It's a place where they gathered. And technically, it's still up under the Old Testament. And so with him being the ruler of the synagogues, he, he was the one that made sure that everything was in place and everything was ran the proper way. You cannot be a ruler that's tasked with that type of authority and not be known by mankind. Jairus was known by mankind. Jairus had a reputation. Man, I'm feeling something. And, and Jairus, it did not matter the position or the prestige or the, the recognition that he had. It did not matter to him when he realized, oh, my God, that he had a need. He didn't let that, what people thought about him, hinder him from seeking out God. Man, I'm, I'm speaking to the leadership of the United States of America. I'm going to speak what I feel right now. Mr. President, oh, yeah, they may censor this and stuff, but I got a word for you. 
you need to put down your pride, sir. Amen. If God is dealing with you, and I know he is, in dreams and visions, uh, you shouldn't worry about what somebody may think. You need to call out to the name of God Almighty. No, you don't hear me in the Holy Ghost. I'm not even backing up. I whirl right now. Listen, friend. Jesus told him, you can be seated. He said, listen. If, if Satan cast out Satan, he said, a kingdom divided against itself, it shall not stand. Listen to all this race that's going on, black against white and brown and all this stuff. It's coming from our leadership. And they don't know it's a trick of the enemy. Because if he can't divide us, then it's going to tear down this great country called the United States of America and they know it's not working and they're trying to figure out the answer but I'm telling you leadership I got a word for you you better put down your pride you better put down your your shame and you better learn how to call on the name of the Lord man I feel the Holy Ghost I'm preaching beyond this congregation right now. I'm speaking to the spiritual realm right now. Who cares? Oh, man, I'm finna get in trouble. Who cares if the liberals say we don't believe in God? It does not matter because one day, oh, my God, every knee shall bow. And every tongue shall confess. Oh, you say there is no God, but one day you will say. So you might as well do it now. Woo. I'm not even backing up. As God downloaded on me, I'm going to preach it today. And I'm telling the spirits are scrambling because somebody's bold enough to call that spirit out. It's a trick of the enemy. Somebody say amen. That's why we have black, white, brown, Asian here in the house of God. We cannot be divided. Jairus was a ruler. This same spirit need to get a hold of, uh, of our leadership. It did not matter what people thought about him. I, I don't know how people, they'll speak God, but they have pride when they, when they have a need. And so the Bible said, when he saw him, when he, when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. And you understand this. You already know this. This is a form of worship. I believe you got to approach God the right way. And you got to acknowledge him for who he is. 
And when he kneeled down and fell down at his feet, he went to the lowest part of man. And so he was acknowledging, you're greater than I. And you, Lord, you have all authority in your hand. And you have power to do anything. And that's why he fell at his feet. It was a sign saying, God, I need you. God help me in the Holy Ghost. This is the reason why we don't care if God brings millionaires here. We're not going to treat you any different than anybody else because millionaires need God too. Oh, you don't hear me. Billionaires need God too. The educated need God too. If you don't believe that, ask the rich man that did not make it to the kingdom of God. He would have gave everything just to hear the voice of God. You can be seated. Oh, man. We're going to go a little farther. Now, the Bible said when he fell at his feet, he begged him. We understand he beseeched him. He sought him earnestly with a sincere heart. He made supplication. He brought his petition to the Lord saying these words. My little daughter lies at the point of death. That's the way the writer of Mark said it. But in Matthew 9 and 18, when I go in there, the, the writer of Matthew said this here. My daughter is even now dead. It was an, an impossible situation. Because if the doctors could have resurrected her, he would have never made that trip to beseech the Lord. So there was no one else to turn to. There was nowhere else to go. And when he heard about Jesus and understood that he can do anything, he said, there is no shame. There is no embarrassment. Everything I have means nothing. If God don't help me. You listen very well in this world. These people that are on top because God loved them. He's going to let them get in a place that their money can't help them. Their education cannot help them. Their position can't help them. But somewhere they're going to recall somebody told them about Jesus. That's why we got to tell people about Jesus. Somewhere God's going to bring it back to their mind. You don't hear me in the house of the living God today. And you listen. You're going to find out all of a sudden they're going to be calling on the name of the Lord. Listen, friend, that is nothing but the mercy and the love of God 
to let someone go down to nothing that they don't have no answers so they can call on the name of the Lord and be saved. And our world is not going to get any better. You can be seen why I'm here. And we're going to pray again even today. God's going to give you wisdom on how to handle your finances. And let's be real. Everything is going up in, in the world. It's just, it's, it's, it's just not getting easy. But God's going to take care of his people. David said, I, I never seen the righteous forsaken. Come on, somebody. Nor his seed. The key, his, his seed. His seed. Come on, somebody. Oh, you the seed of God Almighty. Nor his seed begging for bread. You got to be faithful in the things of God. You got to be faithful in giving God what belongs to him. And God is going to take care of you. You see, the prophet told me that he had just said something to Pastor Guerrero about his, his car was in the shop. And he said, you, you need a new one. You need to get a new one. He's faithful. Listen, I'm probably going to, they're probably going to get mad at me on this here. But if they want to make it to heaven, they got to love me. They, they came into something uh, maybe about a year or so ago. And uh, they get their tithes and offering on it and everything, and he wanted to see me. Makes me want to cry. So he, he came in, and, uh, and he said, uh, you know, my wife and I, we feel like the Lord said for us to give this to you. And, uh, and I'm thinking, I'm going like this. Unbeknownst to him, I always worry about them to making sure they're being taken care of. And he handed me this envelope. And, and I was trying to be all spiritual. <laughs> Just like some of you. And I, I opened it. And I just stood there. I said, what, what are you doing? It was a check. Now, if you want to see my reaction, all you have to do is bring me a check. <laughs> they say, we was with you, Bishop, till you said that. We was with you, man. We ain't with you no more. We just jumped off that ship. And I'm standing there. And I had to repent because I asked this question. I said, can you, can you guys do this? And the Lord said, you, you can't say that. You can't stop them from doing that because they're trying to be a blessing. They could have kept that. Some of y'all talking about how much was it? But it's still sitting in my bank account. And you don't think 
that God would take care of their needs? Man, I am off track today. Can I just obey God today? Can we just stay in this vein? Where, where's, where's your husband? He's sick. Oh. Man, can you stand up so I can see you? <laughs> you can be seated. Faithful. Pastor R. Jackson can tell you in the extra things that she have, you know, asked him to do. They, they never said anything to anyone. And the Lord, the Lord did. The Lord opened up a door and gave them a, what year is that traverse? A 2019 traverse. Boy, he keep it clean. And they didn't have to pay a dime for it. You take care of God business, and God's going to take care of yours. We're in Goshen. Come on, somebody. But do your part. I am way off track today, but I'm not apologizing. Let's go a little bit farther. We're going to jump off here. Yeah. Woo, the spirit of R. Jackson is, is on me and stuff. So watch this here. Notice the word. He said, come and, and lay your hands on her. Notice the wording. That she may be healed. And she will live. He had no doubt that God was going to answer that prayer. So verse 24 tells us that Jesus responded to what he was saying. So Jesus went with him, and a great multitude followed him. Now, he said, I'm going to answer that. I'm going. I'm going to come. I'm going to lay hands on her. She's going to be healed, and she shall live. So here goes Jairus, the disciples and Jesus and the great multitude is following him. Now, there's a reason why I want you to understand this. Let's go back to Luke chapter 8. Whoever's going to be playing, you can, you can just come and just sit and wait on me. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not going to spill into the second service today. I'll just pick it up next week because I'm telling you again for what he said I believe God is touching his body and I believe the petition that he brought God has answered that prayer. It's worth it. It's worth more than a program. It, 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 it is worth it. That word that God gave you is priceless. You got to guard it. 
you got to protect it because the enemy also heard that word. But he's not going to steal that word that God has given unto you and your wife. It won't work. Come on, somebody. It just won't work. Woo! You can be seated. I'll tell you in just a second when it starts strumming there. Now, now watch this here. So let's go back and let's pick it up at verse 51. I'm going to read through that. We won't, we, we, we're not going to go too much farther. There's a place where we can jump off. And, and he said it already. And when he came into the house, he permitted no one to go in. So no one from the great multitude was able to go into the house. They followed him, but none of them was like the woman with the issue of blood, and none of them was like Jairus. I don't want to be the great multitude that followed him and never touched him. And the Lord said, hey, y'all can't come into this house. You can't come in this environment. Because maybe the hunger was not there. The faith was not there. And I know people's been, I've been living for God all my life, and they're the same place they're in when they first received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. There has to be some growth in you. It's amazing. They wanted to go in. But they weren't going to reach out like Jairus did. And he said, y'all stay out here and come in my house. Verse 52. Oh, Jesus. Now all wept. This is when he got in the house. And they mourned for her. But he said, what did he say, Sister Penn? <laughs> Do not weep. She'd be, tell, she'd be telling Brother Penn, don't you be weeping because I'm telling you what to do. <laughs> now, say it like you tell Brother Penn. No, I'm just picking. I'm just picking. Do, 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 not, do not weep. Now, watch this here. She is not dead, but sleeping. And wait a minute. He's speaking the counsel of God. He's speaking in a dimension that they cannot quite grasp. And because they, they don't have the faith to take him at his word, they begin to ridicule him. Now, I want you to see how significant this is. And the Lord dealt with me on this. Because for some of you, when you speak the counsel of God and it don't make logical sense, when you believe the prophecies and the promises of God and it don't equate to man's understanding, then there's the invisible one that will begin to ridicule you. He'll laugh you to scorn. He'll laugh you down. He'll deride you. He'll scoff. He'll jeer. 
He'll try to make fun of you by laughing at you. Because this thing I have dealt with, you have dealt with, there's some other people have dealt with. When God has told you something and the enemy, he come in, he said, that's ridiculous. There's no way that's going to happen. Who do you think you are? And they left him to scorn, brother, brother Salazar. That's your dad? Stand up, sir. He pastored in Houston. It's nice to meet you. Have I met you before? You, you, you probably will remember me because I'm a handsome dude. You can't, you can't forget. <laughs> can't forget. It's good to have you and your wife with us. I would have had you to greet the church. I'm just now. We, we love your son and their family. I mean, he, he's, he's a little rough and stuff, but we love him and everything. <laughs> I'm just picky. The Lord arrested me there. For some of you, God has spoken promises and prophecies. And God has quickened his word to you. And, it, and, it, and he spoke it in a realm that's beyond our logic. And the enemy has come in. He has got in your ear and told you, oh, that's not going to happen. Oh, that's not going to come to pass. That was just somebody just saying what you want to hear. Hey, friend, don't you allow the enemy... Don't you give place to ridicule. Some of you right now, the enemy is lying to you right here in the house of the living God. I feel the Holy Ghost. Listen, this, this past Sunday, you, you can be seated. I don't have much far to go. When uh, Sister Maria Brown and Brother Brown brought their their uh, visitors and we weren't praying for them to receive the Holy Ghost. We was praying for a healing. And uh, the prophet Tess made mention during prayer where God showed her that the lady is going to walk. I believe that with all my heart. Because there was only three, it's only three times I felt what I felt this is the third time in, in my life when I was back there. I, I watched her, her hands begin to move. And there was a strong presence of the Lord. And no one noticed it. And I went backwards a couple of times. I thought I was going to fall and lose my balance. And the Lord said, the spirit of, of life and healing is right here. And so this is why I told the lady, when you feel that sensation, yes, I can't make her respond to it. You got to respond to it. And God's going to keep bringing it back just like she said. And she will walk in this place and testify of the healing of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. So the enemy, he was trying to tell me, that's not what you felt. 
God is not going to do it. And come Monday night, she said it. Oh, enemy, you are a liar. She will walk again. Oh, man, I feel the Holy Ghost in here. So even, Sister Hannah, sometimes the enemy, when God make a promise, he, he will tell us, he will get in our ear. And so they ridiculed him. And we just read over that. And so he listened to it. And, and, and look what he done. And you already said it. It's amazing. The Bible said, and they ridiculed him, knowing that she was dead. They didn't understand he was speaking in a dimension beyond their logic. So look what he done. But he put them all outside. He said, in this house, in this environment, in this room, in this place, there is no room for doubt. There is no room for unbelief. There is no room for, for, to be ridiculed. Jesus put it out. Somebody's got to make up their mind. I'm going to put out of this house. Unbelief. Come on, somebody. I'm going to put out of this house. I'm going to put out doubt. I'm going to put the enemy voice out of my house. I want to know if there's anybody going to put it out right now before we go any farther. Pastor Brent, down is not paying rent in my house. Woo, I feel the Holy Ghost. Somebody need to say, unbelief, you got to go. I command you to go. Down, I command you to go. Woo! If you really believe that, put your hands together. Woo! Oh my. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Man, I feel God. Just give me a few more moments. You could be seated. Now watch this here. You may say, is it that simple? Oh, sure it is. When, when the Lord told that man that son, he, he was, he was demon-possessed, he, he couldn't speak, and, and, and he threw him in the fire often to try to kill him and stuff. And he said, Lord, if thou canst do anything, Lord, have mercy on us. And the Lord said, okay, tell you what I can do. I, I, I can have mercy. But if you can do something, if thou canst believe. Say it again. Is that what it says? Say it again. Say it again. It doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter the sickness in your body. 
It doesn't matter your financial situation. It doesn't matter your job situation. Oh, no, you, you, don't, you don't hear me in the house of the living God. It does not matter. Hallelujah. Oh, we're going to rejoice with her. I want everybody to say it again, all. And that, that means my situation. That means my storm. That means my circumstance. All things are what? To who? To who? And so that guy knew there was some doubt there because he seemed what the enemy had done to his son. He said, Lord, there's doubt there, and I don't know how to get it out. He said, Lord, I believe. But help thou my unbelief. Help me to get it out of my house. Anybody want God to help you to get it out? Look, I, I got to finish these few scriptures so you can be seated in Jesus' name. Woo. And so let's, let's throw that back up there. Uh, he put them all outside. He put them out. He, they, unbelief could not be in the same space, could not occupy the same house that God was about to do the supernatural in. And so... Unbelief, I bind you in Jesus' name. I take authority over you. I rebuke you. I rebuke unbelief out of every mind that's in this place, every mind that's watching my live stream. And I command you to leave in the name of Jesus. So Jesus put it out. You can be seated. We're, we're just about there. And so when he put them all outside, oh, man, he took her by the hand. Just like he said, come and lay your hands on her. There was a connection there. And he called, saying, in, in one of the translations, it's, Telemathakumai, that's speaking whatever he was speaking. I mean, I say unto you, little girl, arise. It was not a long prayer. Because Jairus was allowed in the house. His wife was allowed in the house. Peter, James, and John was allowed in the house. God said the only one that's going to be in the house is those of the household of faith, those that believe. If you're a believer in the house, raise your hand. You got faith. Uh-huh. 
So what that tell me, God's going to do something today. Man, I feel God. He said, little girl, he wasn't ashamed. I don't know how people, when they got a need, you don't want nobody to hear you call on the name of the Lord. But he wanted the spirit world to hear. He wanted those that ridiculed him to hear. He wanted the multitude to hear it. Little girl, I say unto you, arise. And it took her a week before she got up. She slowly began to come to her senses over a period of time. That's not the word of God. I'm still stuck on this immediately. God's going to do some things today. God is in this place today. Then her spirit, because he was talking to her, according to Genesis 2 and 7, you, you can be seated. I'm just about done. I know you're trying to trick me and stuff and trying to make me hair up. It won't work. It just won't work. Genesis 2 and 7, when God gave the spirit, when he breathed into the nostril of man, man became a living soul. You look at that, that's the spirit. That's the breath of life. And so it said her spirit, because he called her little girl, he was speaking specifically to her. Spirit went back to God who gave it. And so when he said, little girl, rise, the spirit that comes from God obeyed. And from the divine, from the heavenlies, the spirit returned back into her body. When the spirit came, it gave life to the soul and to the body. And the Bible said, and she arose immediately. What a powerful Miracle. So who's ridiculing now? Some of you are going to say that today. Who's laughing now? I mean, the enemy told me I'd never be the pastor of this church. Who's laughing now? He said, we'll never be able to sponsor people overseas. Who's laughing now? Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. Brother Sister Gonzalez, I see you. Where's Brother Gonzalez? I've been praying. Care if they hear. You can be seated. The enemy is using them. You ain't heard a word, have you? That's the enemy. But don't worry. If they don't, they're not going to stop God from eventually opening the door. Y'all haven't done nothing wrong. They don't like your bishop. Sir, I know you don't. I'm not going to call you by name. But you can't stop what God has ordained. You ain't doing us a favor and we don't need you. I have not got away. My flesh wants to challenge them, but God said it's not my battle. Let them laugh, but let them laugh also when God opened another door and raised you guys up. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. All right. So 
we're getting ready. We're getting ready to jump off here. We're getting ready to pray. We're going to go a lot farther. And God's going to take care of everything. Because y'all are pleasing to him. Just a process. Just a process. And we're going to jump out here. So he said this, and the parents are going probably crazy, man. I mean, their daughter was raised from the, a miracle happened. And then out of nowhere, out of nowhere, he charged them. He commanded them. Let's back up. You, I know you read Take a Break there, little Moreno. And I know your dad is a policeman and stuff. You're a great man. I love you to death. Appreciate everything you do. <laughs> he, he, and he commanded that she be given something to eat. Now, I want you to understand, when I was reading this, this is my daily reading a while back, the Lord said, I'm, I'm trying to show you something in here, and I want you to share this with the church. We're going to pick up on this part next week. Well, I knew where out the miracle, it was important. He commanded him to get something to eat. Well, the Lord said, I've done my part. I, uh, I, I came. I laid hands on her. She received her healing and she's living. But in order for her to sustain this miracle, in order for her to walk in her promise, in order for some of you to walk in your prophecy, we're going to find out next week, in order for you, some of you to make it on this journey that God is, has put you on, the only thing that will sustain her and the only thing that will give her the substance that she need to stay alive is that he commanded they give her something to eat. It said meat. And the Lord said that my part is to do the miracle. Your part is to give them something to eat. He said their part is to eat what's put before them. And if they do that, they'll never lose. I feel the Holy Ghost, what God has given unto them. And so we have a mandate. You can start strumming. I'm not going to go any farther from here because, listen, we're going to pray today. And because we already ran out doubt and unbelief. And whatever the need is, just like this man brought the need, this brother in the Lord brought the need, to, you're going to bring it to the Lord. And I'm telling you, God is going to do it. But I, I want to hit this one Part. I'm going to jump to a scripture that I want to close with. Boy, we're we just going to cover some ground. And so my responsibility is to give you the right things to eat. I mean, when we was growing up, man, I remember my dad, he told us, you got to eat this spinach. I love spinach now. 
He said, you want to be strong like Popeye. Popeye had a big head. <laughs> but they were trying to make sure we ate the right thing. Myself, along with staff slash Joshua team, and, and I'm going to make it clear next week, we have a responsibility to give you something to eat. We have to rightly divide the word of God. And you may not think it's good for you as God spoke through the handmaiden today. And the Lord said it comes from the same source. And so the, the, the team is, is charged with this. We're just going to get somewhere. You made a statement during prayer how the Levitical priesthood uh, owned the artists of God through the man of God. They was the one that put their feet in the water and it separated. Pastor Brent, we won't get to those scriptures. You hit some things. God asked Moses, what's that in your hand, Moses? Moses says a rod. When you look it up, it means staff, stick, piece of wood. But the word staff, God said the principle. So you had a staff in your hand. Slash Joshua team. And he said, through that staff, I want you to go to that Red Sea. And you just lift that staff up. And by the staff being lifted up, the Red Sea parts. And everybody go across on dry ground. He commanded that you be given something to eat. Now watch this here. So I want you to say, Pastor, our system pastor, Pastor R. Jackson, stand. System pastor, part of the Joshua team. Assistant Pastor Guerrero, stand. I'm going to have you stand in just a second. He already knows. He reads my mind and stuff. So, <laughs> The Assistant Spanish Pastor. And then we have the Assistant to the Pastor, stand, Pastor Hillebrand. And then we have the Handmaiden of the Lord, which she is preaching, preaching, teaching in the second service, stand. And then we have... Pastor Brent, our outreach pastor. And then we have Pastor Sandoval, our inreach pastor. And then we have our resident teacher, Professor Reverend Seckler. Now watch this here. We're going to keep going. We, we, we have our prophet armor bearer. And then we have the prophetess. And we have Reverend Trini Gauzer. He thought he was going to say Reverend Teeny. <laughs> there will be others that will be used. You understand that. But the main Trust that's going to help Bishop carry, I hope I didn't miss anybody, carry the spiritual load 
as the staff. It's these that are standing because they will rightly divide the word. And they are tasked with giving you something to eat so the rivers will dry up, so the Red Sea can be parted. So he said, I command them. He told them. The Lord said, I'm not going to do it. I've done my part. God said, I've done. I'll do the healing. But your part is to give them something to eat. And your part is to consume the word of God. And if you eat what's before you, I'm telling you, friend, you will sustain, you will keep everything that God has given unto you. Let's stand all over the sanctuary. Now, God's going to, you can go ahead and strum, thank you. God is about to do something in this place. If you consume this last word that I'm about to read, Matthew 11, verse 28, you know this here. You know it. Scripture says, come to me. Jesus is speaking. It's in red letters. He said, come to me all. All you who labor, who feel fatigued spiritually of the mind, and even naturally of the body. If you feel any type of fatigue, those who are weary, whether spiritually or naturally, those who are tired, those that have just troubled yourself in your thought process, he's telling you to come. And, uh, Brothers and Gonzalez, when, when we give this altar call, y'all need to come and I'm going to pray that God give you peace in your mind because the enemy is not big enough. He's not bad enough. And I, I, I think it was, I think it was the prophetess was saying on that Monday night, God knows exactly where you are. Those who are exhausted with, with spiritual toll, you're just wrestling with some things, or you're burdened, or you have grief. He said he wants you to come. And you who are heavy laden, in other words, you're overburdened with spiritual anxiety. Is your mind is troubled, it's, it's uneasy, it's, it won't allow you to rest. And he said, you got to bring that to him. And the Lord said, and I, that I is the Lord, will give you rest. One of the words for that word rest is recreation. In other words, God's going to bring a little joy back. To your spirit, to your soul. Another word, it's like recess. In other words, there's my favorite part of school. Yes, sir. 
was recess. And God's going to give you a break from some things. While he handled those things, he's going to allow you to, to be able to have the freedom to enjoy life just a little bit. Man, I feel God. Woo! He said, take my yoke upon you. And that yoke, we understand. In other words, he said, attach yourself to me. And learn from me. When you are attached to someone, you learn from, from them. He was sharing with someone the other day. He knows when I'm wrestling with stuff because he's attached. And he can look and he can observe. And he knows my mannerism. Pastor R. Jackson said, they already caught on. They know when I'm about to crack a joke. He, know, he knows me. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. When you're attached to someone, you can learn from them. Because you're close enough to observe what they are doing. So some are going to have to test themselves to the Lord. For I am gentle, man. And I am lowly in heart. We don't have time to expound upon this. In other words, the Lord said, look, I'm gentle, I'm easy. And I'm lowly in heart. I don't lift myself up because I can carry any load. But you don't hear me bragging about it. And you will find rest. Somebody need to find it today for yourself. For my yoke is easy. Oh, man. It's a beam of, of, of balance. It's easy because I'm going to carry most of everything. My yoke is easy. And, and my burden is light because he said some of the stuff you're carrying, you are carrying. But what I ask you to carry, it's going to be light. And so, we're going to open these altars. Whatever need that you have, we're going to do it one more time all together, and we're going to push unbelief. You're going to make sure it's not in your house. Jesus pushed it out. We're going to get a chance. We're going to get a chance. You're going to get a chance to testify. And you're going to say, when it happened, who's laughing now? Who's ridiculing now? Because I never said a name, and the Lord just, he confirmed it that day. It is going to happen. We're going to push some things out. We're going to push it out. And then, friend, when it's all out, you're going to bring your knees to the Lord. There's some of you, some of the people will have the liberty to come and pray for you. But I don't want you doing that right off the bat. Listen, I don't want you going to pray for someone right off the bat. Some people won't pray because they don't want to get mugged. We got to do it the right way. But if you push it out, you got to know just like Jairus did that you can touch God. And God's going to respond to your prayer. And some of these that are used in the gifts, 
you take your liberty and you go and move among them. But let's let everybody reach out on their own first. I am telling you, if you eat this word, you consume this word, then God is going to fulfill his word and he's going to take your burden, friend, and he's going to put it on his shoulder. And you're going to find rest for your soul. You're going to find healing. You're going to find deliverance. You're going to find that God opened a door. You're going to find that God's going to bring some things to pass. It's going to happen today. And listen, we don't have to be swinging off the chandeliers for God to move. That's man. But if you eat the word of God, God's going to bring it to pass. Listen, friend, my wife, she, she's backsliding a little bit on Fridays because Fridays, burger Fridays for us. She ain't had a burger in two days. She don't understand the substance and, and, and what that stuff would do for us. Listen, friend, my, my, my body craved it. So, yeah, I went there. And I got the number three, that is the triple meat. But the meat is real small. They say, you like it? The lady kept on saying what to drink. I said, two slices of money with Ray Jack. She said, and, and what to drink? I said, and two slices of bacon. <laughs> she said, what to drink? I want to water size that. <laughs> she said, and what to drink? <laughs> Diet Coke. <laughs> No, I said a Sprite. That's the part she get. But, but the food that was set before me, man, prices went up. I could have got two boxes of chicken for what I paid for that. $14.31. Since I paid a price for that. I ate that meal. I ate one Friday time. The way they used to be when they was little, trying to let the other one eat all their fries first. <laughs> I, I ate it. Paid the price for it. I consumed it all. And the Lord said, I have already paid the price for what you need. And if you just consume the word, it's going to bring rest to your soul. Every eye closed. Hands lifted. And whatever it is you need God to do, first I want you to push out any doubt. Doubt you have to go. Mind, you're only going to believe. Unbelief, you're evicted from my spiritual house. God, let faith fill this place. Let belief fill this place. And now I want you to lift your voice and give it to the Lord, whatever it is. And some of you, you just need to slip out from where you're at and just come and just stand before the, the Lord and say, God, I give this to you.
Man, I feel God in the house. Ah, hallelujah. Just give it to him. Just give it to him. Yada ma sata, yada ma.